Welcome you know, to another round. Gotta like set the mood, guys. <laughs> we already lost our guest. So, um, Kevin, I've got a question for you. Okay, what's your question, Tom? Well, um, I, I, I want to start this off the right way, but... Um, He's got to find his joke. He's looking do, for do, it. Do you, <laughs> Spoiler alert. Do you, consider right. yourself, do you consider yourself an ace? Why, yes. Yes, I do. Well, you just got served. Oh, sting. Why are we telling bad jokes today, Tom? You want to see my backhand? Whoa, not again. Uh, Oh, yeah, that was a little bit better, Tom. I'll give you that. (laughs) That was totally off the cuff. The the follow-up was was pretty key. Yes. Yeah. Not the, uh, let me, uh, uh, totally unscripted joke here. Um, Well, I tried. Real quick, guys. I'm not funny. Um, we are very honored. Yes. And actually, I'm excited because I'm kind of, we get the opportunity to interview someone that's kind of really in the same realm as, as I am. Uh, we work with uh, Harness Digital Marketing, actually works with other uh, companies, brands, and people. But this lady, wow, she hit the ground running. Uh, Carrie Fearman is with us today with Talking Tennis. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. It is honestly really going to be cool because I want to talk. I want to pick a little bit of your brain about your marketing and how you've been branding yourself and how you're able to get in front of some of these most amazing stars and make yourself stand out and be different. And I know Kevin wants to ask you nothing but statistics, right? That's right. We were were told that you know everything there is to know about statistics in uh, in tennis. Is that correct? Oh, boy. Well, there might be some things. (laughs) <laughs> pressure's on just you know give me a second to whip out my phone and google if i uh, miss something but uh, i'll do it down always, here so nobody can see that's the best employee to have is the uh the google employee i what did we ever do without google we went to the library and used a system called the dewey decimal system my librarian friends will appreciate the fact that i name dropped that there you go the library what no i'm kidding <laughs> I know you're way too young. Uh, Kevin and I know. Kevin knows longer because he's way older. I went to uh, some of those, yeah, at some point in my life. <laughs> yeah. So you have this amazing show online, Talking Tennis, and I want uh, to give you a chance to tell all of all of our viewers uh, what it is that your your dream is, what it is that you're doing with this, and where you want to take the show. Because let me tell you, you're dreaming big, and I can't wait to see you become a rock star. Ah, thank you, Tom. That's so nice of you. Um. Yeah, you know, I uh, grew up a tennis player and was kind of, um, I was, I played in college D1 for my first quarter at UCSB and then kind of just got a little bit sidetracked by the whole wanting a whole college experience, dropped off and didn't pick up a racket for a while. And then as an adult, realized how much I missed the sport and kind of was out in LA trying to do the acting thing and was thinking about how I could combine the two. Um... And then I met this woman, Marky Costello. I don't know if you guys have heard of her before, but she's a host host coach out here. She had like a show on E. She's a big personality. She's great. Took a class and it was like this life-changing moment where I was like, that is it. I'm going to create a tennis brand because I feel like, you know, I love this sport. I always, I never stopped watching it, even though I put down my racket for a while. And there isn't really much like, entertainment you know kind of showing the the pop culture side the players the personality you know the off the court it's a lot of statistics and um that's kind of where I felt like it was lacking because even me I was like well I kind of want to know 
you know, a little bit more about what are these guys doing in their free time and these girls, where are they going? Like, what do they do for fun when they're out at the French Open? I mean, I can find out their scores on 50 different, you know, outlets. So um, yeah, I just kind of started this brand and like from playing tennis, had a few uh, player connections, coach connections, kind of reached out to them. And uh, Sam Query was actually one of the first people that came on Talk Tennis in the very beginning. When I had a co-host, it was called Mixed uh, Mixed Doubles. So I did, there were like five or six episodes. Yeah, five or six episodes like that. And Sam was nice enough to come on when I had no idea what I was doing um, and figuring it out, but just kind of like snowballed from there. And especially within the last year, it's been awesome, you know, covering like the all out of the events before the big tournaments, like Taste of Tennis, Tennis with the Stars, where I get to be on the court with some of the players. And um, yeah, I mean, it's been great interviewing a lot of them on red carpets or, you know, in events or in person in the studio. And so how long has Talking Tennis been online? How long have you had that? It's been about five years, actually. So it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, it, wow. it, it, took, it took a hot minute to, you know, really get that that momentum, you know, to kind of like, I was really figuring it out on my own, you know, and weaving, bobbing and weaving and, you know, falling down and getting up. And so that took a while to figure out. And then it also took a while to like poke at people and finally have them be like, okay, all right, I'm listening now, you know? So really it's been within the last year and a half, year and a half that it's really, uh, you know, boomed it's been great you know it's been awesome before that it was really it was great and it was on its way but it was a lot of really just kind of like hey do you guys see me no okay i'm gonna try again later <laughs> you know we, we can totally relate to that absolutely uh -huh. so you are obviously resonating with an audience how do the professionals in the tennis industry how are they reacting to talk tennis and you know because you're kind of like you said you're you're taking it outside the box you're not doing the typical statistics but you're actually showing us some personality uh, not only with yourself but obviously the guests that you have as well yeah you know it's really funny because sometimes i'll be on red carpets and tennis players i feel like are so used to being asked the same question you know and so they just go boom 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 boom, boom down the like media row answering the same question what are you doing to prepare you know how have you been practicing you know on the grass versus the clay or same questions and they're like ready for them and then I'll come out and just ask them some off the whim question. I mean, a normal one as a human being, but they sometimes get a little thrown off because they're not expecting it. Uh, most of the time though, they react really well because at the end of the day, there are people and they wanna talk about you know their lives too. And they wanna talk about more than just their job. You know, It's kind of like you and me, we do this all the time, you know? So when I'm, in a conversation with somebody else, just socially, perhaps, or, you know, I mean, I guess this is, yeah. you know, they're expecting tennis questions if it's a red carpet for a tennis event, but, you know, <laughs> they still want to talk about themselves. And so uh, they receive it pretty well for the most part. Uh, there's a language barrier with some of them. So that gets a little tough sometimes. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been received well, thank God. <laughs> Obviously, persistence pays off in the digital marketing realm. And anytime you're branding yourself. So, I mean, five years is a long time to be yeah. consistently at it, evolving, which I think part of that is also the process, too, to be able to do that. What are some of the, the things that over the period of the five years that you found has worked really well for helping the show uh, Talking Tennis take off? 
Yeah, I mean, definitely the persistence, you know, and just like not letting anything get like not getting down about anything. And I so cliche to say, you know, it's like, you know, keep going when you get knocked down, get up. But it's it's true. And it's been um, it hasn't been easy. You know, I definitely was not one of those people that had it, you know, had it someone high up in the industry kind of be like, you know, usher me in. It was really, really starting from the bottom and just kind of trying to work my way up. And um, that's probably been the most, the, the biggest key. I mean, I think that there's, that's the biggest key just in life. A lot of people are incredibly talented, but give up too soon, you know, and then that's where the other people see success. And so I've been kind of just pushing and pushing and pushing along um, and not giving up in regards to getting, you know, people's attention, be it players or be it companies in the world or be it the, you know, um, the different tournaments. So that's been definitely key. Um, social media, obviously, you know, is key. And like, there's social media. What a beast that is these days. <laughs> I mean, I swear making one post takes me two hours to do, but because <laughs> it's like you got to get it on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram Live um, or story, but um, social media and keeping obviously in contact with people who have been supportive is huge. And I, I'm so grateful to especially those ones who have been there for so many years, just consistently sharing and supporting and like, um, you know lifting me up about what I'm doing because there were, there are for sure going to be critics and it's funny. I was like, it's not funny, but it's like, especially in the beginning, you know, a lot of like friends and people that I thought would be supportive were not super encouraging, you know, and would sometimes make me feel a little bit discouraged. Um, Yeah, I know. And so, you know, those people, those, whether it be people I didn't know and who were just supportive or friends and family or whoever, that's obviously kept it going too. And, you know, keeping my spirits up, keeping it going, um, practice. I take classes every week still. I try to engage, you know, reach out to the players and I'm very like, you know, um, yeah, you know, keeping contact with everyone, networking. I'm always out at events, you know, having a life and dating. It's, it's been, it's been a struggle. (laughs) Well, you know, The other part about being a host is, I mean, let's be honest. You're easy on the eyes, beautiful lady. That's why I brought Kevin in. He's my eye candy. Uh, He's the one that brings all the people in. But there is a certain amount that goes along with being a host that you have to have that perception, that presentation of being a host. I mean, uh, don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you have to have the presentation. You have to have the confidence because red carpets and media rooms are intimidating, intimidating AF. You know, I, the first one I did, I remember I was just like getting pushed out of the way and I was like, it's, you know, and for media rooms, you really got to be aggressive and get in there. If you want to get one of those like four questions that they give a hundred media people to ask. Um, so you definitely have to have that presence and obviously to just keep, keep people engaged, you know, that you're interviewing, you have to have that. And so, um, Definitely. And you got to do your research, you know, and know what you're talking about, because that's the worst when you get stuck not knowing the information to a question. Like, I'm sure we've all been there, but yeah. (laughs) Well, obviously, you know, with with talking, your audience base is going to get fans of the sport. But 
you obviously have something that is appealing to people who maybe necessarily don't follow tennis. So what is it do you think that kind of separates? I know you give that inside look, that that sneak peek, if you will. But for folks who maybe, eh, I'm not a tennis fan. I, this isn't going to be for me. This is really something that would be uh, for anyone to, to check out, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that was kind of a big goal um, of the theme of Talk Tennis as well, was to kind of bring in, keep the avid tennis lover. You know, I want to keep them, obviously love them and want to bring in a new audience, though, as well. Because what struck me is I've always loved the sport so much, but I grew up with it. Um, But so many of my friends who follow other sports or, you know, are engaged with other sports, um, you know, they'll be like, ah, oh, tennis, I don't know, it's boring, I, I don't, I'm not that interested. But, and so I really wanted to kind of get into some sort of area that would engage those people that didn't necessarily, you know, grow up in tennis and grow up loving the sport. Uh, so make something just entertaining for everybody. And a lot of these events, you know, that I go to before the, the tournaments and, you know, that's why sitting down with the players, I'll talk more about their lives that's off the court, things that people who aren't necessarily involved with tennis can also relate with. And the biggest compliment that I'll get from people is I, you know, I'm not a huge tennis fan, but I still love your show. I love watching it. So yeah, definitely, you know, creating something more, uh, you know, delivering the information, but also entertaining. You know, cool. I was going through looking at your videos doing research. Like, Thank, you. Thank you, you. You interviewed Goose Gossage, which I'm a yes. huge Cubs fan. And uh, he didn't quite have all the handlebar mustache that he did back in the day. Right. But, I think, but I think it's also cool to think that, you know, some of the players they're interviewing, much like they do other sports too. They do golf, they do tennis. They do other things. So I think the connection is that, you know, some of these people still play these other sports as well. They're not just tied into just one. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, they all love to play other sports and be engaged with other, you know, other events. And I work with a lot of charities. So we'll get a lot of different athletes via tennis players and the other ones as well. You know, baseball, like Goose or NFL. So, yeah, it's and I'll talk to them about that a lot, too. I mean, I talked to Alexander Zverev about, you know, his basketball skills because he was between basketball and tennis when he was younger, you know, or Ivo Karlovich, who's 6'11", you know, Um, but definitely a topic that I'll cover with tennis players as well. And that will help reach the, you know, kind of relate with other audiences, too, and tie it all in. Let's build a little bit off of that, because I think a lot of times when we are trying to build a brand, we are so focused and so specific on our brand. We don't want to alienate those who do follow, but then we also want to open that door and welcome in new viewers or listeners or, or uh, likes or whatever it is that we're trying to, you know, our end game is. So you've obviously found a delicate uh, balancing act of sorts. Do you get any pushback from the tennis community when you have someone that maybe isn't uh, fitting right into that cookie cutter mold of a, of, of what a tennis uh, fan would be looking for? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes from like the avid tennis, you know, lover, the one that's, you know, really a little bit more conservative and doesn't want to break out of the mold. Sometimes I'll get a little pushback and have them be like, I thought this was a tennis page or a tennis channel. And I'm like, it is. But, you know, let's let's welcome, let's be welcoming guys to other things, too. Let's bring them in. Because, you know, even from the start of Top Tennis, I've had other people on the show. Kerry Rhodes came on the show. He's a former NFL player. 
Um, Tyler Lepley's been on the show. He's an actor in the haves and the have-nots on the OWN network. Laura Spencer's been on. Omar Benson Miller, who's on Ballers. So, you know, from the beginning, it was about kind of doing exactly that, you know, bringing in not just necessarily a tennis person. And if they're not, you know, I'll we'll do fun games or we'll do something, you know, tennis related, but yeah, it may not be a hundred percent like, you know, tennis. Would you say, and I'm trying to word this in a way that doesn't sound. Uh Oh, we're in trouble. No, no, no. You're making me nervous. Are you building, do you feel like you're, you're the fans of your show are fans of you or fans of tennis, or is it a mixture of both? And is it important to kind of have that, that balance, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, I, I would love, I want all the fans to be a fan of me, you know, um, hopefully they're tuning in because they enjoy like the delivery and the presentation and the, and the content. But yeah, uh, I think it's definitely a mixture of both. But I don't think if a viewer, you know, didn't like me, I don't, I don't think they would tune in or maybe they still would, you know, I guess they say sometimes, you know, people like to tune into the people that they hate also, <laughs> Hopefully not too many hate me, but, um, <laughs> who can hate you? Come on. <laughs> but yeah, I do definitely think that it's a combination of both because, you know, I obviously also, if the content was terrible, people are not going to tune in. And it is about content. Uh, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, Wimbledon, Wimbledon's coming up and I want to know some predictions cause I got some bets to make and I need to make some money. <laughs> so I know. So what do you think? What do you, what are some of the predictions for Wimbledon coming up? Yeah. I mean, it's a little hard and this is, it's a little hard to bet against Roger Federer. Um, But would you (laughs) give me a wink for yes. I like to to go for the dark horse sometimes, you know, and really make that money. But um, it's hard to bet against fed, especially on grass. You know, Nadal obviously is doing great. He just won the French Open for the 11th time, which is absolutely incredible. He's played in 11 French Open finals. He's won all 11. Which wow, is crazy. It's, it's absolutely insane. It's insane. But Federer, you know, he took the clay court season off, which is smart. You know, resting the body and getting ready for grass court season, which he's quite good on. Um so it's definitely hard to bet against him. Um, there's other great players. You know, Zverev, who I mentioned earlier, is, is an amazing player. I think that he's got a strong chance. Um, Dominic Team is great. I'm, I'm going to go with Fed for the win. Okay. I don't know how much money you're going to make off that, though, Tom, because everyone's going to be betting on Fed. Okay. <laughs> I was really hoping to get some inside scoop here. Um if anything comes up and you interview him prior to that and something happens, please uh, message us so we can, we can, you know, if he goes out and drinks a little too much or, you know, whatever he does, we, we need, we need the inside scoop so we can make a little extra. I got you. I got you. I mean, as far as the women, um, Serena, you know, dropped out of the French open. Oh God. Did you guys, did you guys see that when she dropped out right before the Maria Sharapova match? No, I did not. Oh, so she dropped out right before she was supposed to play Maria Sharapova, which obviously was a hugely anticipated match. Um, so that was very disappointing. She has um, a what's that? Oh, she has a she has a pectoral issue injury. She said she couldn't really serve. I don't know. What do you think? Legit? Come on. You think that's for real? I'm just kidding. 
Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. It was a little bit, you know, the timing was interesting. I thought, um, here's what I have a hard time with Carrie yeah. is the fact this woman is so competitive. Like I know so many people competitive that they would play hurt. And I know that that's a long game in tennis and there's a lot. I just can't find that fathomable that she could just drop out like that. I know it's not an easy decision, but my goodness, she is, she's a machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is. Well, I think what's up with Serena is so ever since having her baby, she's been really mom mode. I don't know if, if you look at her Instagram and her social media, it's you know, not a ton of tennis these days, which is fine. It's a lot of baby, which is fine. You know, and she's Absolutely. 36 years old, like, you know, more power to her for having a baby and coming back. And I feel like she's this year since she's been back, she's withdrawn a lot. And I think she's, well, first of all, it's hard to come back from having a baby. It's going to take a minute. Um, she's such an icon. She's such a powerhouse. And I feel like there are a lot of expectations of her coming back, um, being that she's so close to matching Margaret Court's Grand Slam record of winning 24 Grand Slam titles. She's a 23. So she's so close to, you know, tying and surpassing. She surpassed Steffi Graf's title of 22 last year. And she's right about there in regards to becoming the all-time great and you know breaking that record and so i feel like there's definitely an element um of her return to just surpass that and i wouldn't be surprised you know if it, you know if it happens then i wouldn't be surprised if she kind of uh leaves tennis after that but um i don't know we don't know if it's going to happen necessarily uh i definitely don't think she's feeling the pressure though and so i think that she dropped out maybe and withdrew from the french because she wants to make sure that she's incredibly ready for Wimbledon because she's got a great chance there. She's, she's one of, you know, the most powerful hitters and servers on the women's tour and grass is, is very nice to power because it'll, it's slick, it'll slide and it'll give her even, even more speed than she already has. And so she's a tough how one fast, to beat on the grass. How fast can she serve? Do you know how fast she can, her, uh, her I mean, she's, she's got the record of the fastest serve. I want to say it's, I was just looking at this the other day too. It's 115-ish maybe, or it's up there, but she's wow. a, it's big. It's big. <laughs> I don't think you could survive a hit from her. No, no, not at all. Uh, yeah. That would do some damage. It would definitely <laughs> yeah. do some, it would definitely do some damage. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that bet if it was, if it was laying down, you know, you know, sometimes. Hey, some people, some pe this would be a great fundraiser. You need to do this fundraiser. Uh, you have to survive a hit from a tennis ball <laughs> from her. And, and it's like getting tased, there right? It's like getting tased, but it's a fundraiser. I think you could make that happen and make a lot of money. Yeah, you know, and whoever survives is <laughs> will win, a, you know, a handshake with Serena Williams. It'll be great. And all the money could go to a great charity, which I know you you are involved in, in a lot. Yes. And I was looking over the your resumes online, and you have a, a history of working with autism. And please, we always, uh, Kevin and I do a lot of fundraising. We, we work with a lot of nonprofits to tell our viewers what that means like to work with some of these nonprofits, raise some money, and even the, the autism group. Yeah. So Acing Autism, I definitely work with quite a bit. I met them through Cliff Drysdale Tennis Association, which also does a lot of charity events, Tennis with the Stars. Acing Autism is the beneficiary uh, in Indian Wells, and they were in Miami's Tennis with the Stars this year as well. It means uh, I love it. I love doing, you know, being able to combine 
tennis, which is a huge passion and a huge love and something that uh, I think is a great sport for people and for life in general. I think it, you know, has a lot of life lessons that you can learn from the sport because it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just got so many elements an individual sport for the most part. And, you know, there's so many things. It's just, it's a great sport. And being able to combine that with charity, which is another really incredible thing that I love is incredibly fulfilling. Uh, watching these kids, especially with autism, the Easting Autism Program on the court, it is unbelievable to watch them from off the court to getting on with a tennis ball and a tennis racket, how they light up, how it just helps them with their, you know, coming out of their shells and learning and socializing. And it helps the parents too, you know, learn how to, um, you know, how to raise a child with autism. Uh, so it's great. It means a lot to me, definitely. And then, you know, there's the other charities that I work with. Obviously, well, Cliff Drysdale Association, they're different events. Sometimes they have other um, charities that they donate to. I worked at First Break before, which also helps children. I worked with Excess Tennis, which is in Chicago. That's actually um, owned and run by Kamal Murray, who's Sloan Stevens' head coach. And he's incredible. He built this, in, this huge facility in Chicago to help underprivileged youth learn the sport. So that's another charity that I work with. Um, gosh, what am I missing? Definitely missing some. But yeah, charity, combining two of charity and tennis, I mean, it's, it's awesome. It doesn't get better than that. So it means a well, lot to me. If you're ever in Southern Illinois, uh, I think Kevin and I could probably both uh, take you on in tennis. Please stop by. We could, we could, maybe you could school us a little bit. And uh, <laughs> did, you play, did you ever play tennis? No, I, I, I own a tennis racket, but that is about... The extent you of don't that. play tennis, but you own you a hang on your wall like an art piece, or what do you do with it, Kevin? <laughs> well, you know, I, I had the goal of you know I'm going to get a racket and I'm going to play. And I mean, I've been to the courts a few times, but no, I don't. It's pretty silly to watch. So, yeah. My uh, my daughter, uh, she took a tennis camp, I think twice. She liked it a little bit, but she decided to go the swim route, so she decided to for swimming. So. Um, yeah. Kevin and I both have daughters that are uh, in the same grade. His is, yours is a little bit older, mm -hmm. but uh, we always like to ask our guests, especially our female guests, what yeah. kind, what kinds of wisdom would you like to part on a, my gosh, my daughter just turned 12, uh, on two 12 year old, uh, girls, they're kind of going up through life. What kind of wisdom would you like to pass on to them? Yeah. I mean, just be independent, you know, go after what it, whatever it is that you want to go after. I say, uh, continue to do it. And I know that sounds again, so cliche, but also to only really, you know, Lindsay Davenport actually gave this advice and I, and I took it to heart because I really, really think it's incredible. And it's only listen to the people's advice who, you know, care about you, like their thought, fa your father or your mother, or your siblings, or, you know, a friend that you really know has your best interest at heart. Because like I had said earlier about sometimes the critics, it can be discouraging and it can get to you. And I think that that actually is what causes a lot of people to give up. So, you know, especially stay strong, keep your head up, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, keep at it. Don't, don't get discouraged. And, um, yeah, you know, be that strong, independent woman. Get up, get out there. We need we need to continue to have great role models as yourself, Carrie. And uh, we want to thank you for taking the time to come on uh, another round with us. And everybody, you need to go to her YouTube channel. We've got everything listed below. 
Um, Carrie, please also make sure that you follow back up on this thread. I'm sure that Definitely. during the, of the day we'll have some questions for you. And then uh, we can also follow you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And, you know, there's like five or six more things are going to come out between now and another <laughs> probably 30 days that you could be on. But we really appreciate it. And thank you so much for, for uh, one, inspiring me to continue doing this show with Kevin and, and making sure that we try to evolve and make it better. And I know your show is going to be great. I feel like you're going to be on this entertainment tonight section of just like talk tennis kind of thing. I just have this. That's how I feel. It's like you're like this entertainment tonight meets talk tennis. And mm -hmm. I think it's going to take off. I think we're hey. just remember, Kevin, Tom, just remember our names. <laughs> Tom. You got this this suit game that you got going on too. I mean, you know, I've I've looked I've looked you up and I it just you don't disappoint. Man, I bring it every day. I got a keynote that I'm going to do to, in St. Louis today. So I'm wearing the Pac-Man suit today. Yeah, I was wondering what those little things were. Are they like buttons or oh, oh no, it's a pattern. Check you out. It's Pac-Man. So right. game on. That's why That's I work right. for you. Game on. Yeah, I'm 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 a big, you know fashion girl on the court fashion is very important to me so like i'm digging your in-studio fashion thank you i've got seven, 16 different seven, suits. you look great too you look great <laughs> i mean it's not pac-man but you know you look oh, great no. <laughs> kevin's got two uh two suits right four four kevin's up to four suits now. when he jumped on board you know so now it's a competition but he's never going to catch me so <laughs> i mean you know pac-man's kind of a high bar you want to so. wrap it up for us well, you know, yeah, absolutely. Thank you once again, Carrie, for joining us today. It is Talk Tennis with Carrie, and you can check it out, as Tom mentioned, in the links below. Uh, and if you're listening on uh, the podcast, just check it out. Uh, do a quick Google search, and you will find all kinds of great stuff. Carrie, thank you so much for being a part of another round with Tom and Kevin. Thanks, guys. That was great. Yeah, cool. Yes, thank you. Tom was like 